Welcome back. Uh, episode one, season three of the Real Bar Podcast. I know we took a little bit of a break, I guess, extended break, <laughs> but we're officially back with uh, episode one of season three. I'm back with my co-host slash host, as always, RJ. What's up, man? What's going on, guys? The Real Bar is back. Absolutely. And uh, with our first guests of uh, season three, episode one is Dan. And <laughs> we got a last name, <laughs> last name Frieden, Dan Frieden, uh, owner of Copper City Brewing. What's going on? <laughs> That was right. I was, that was good. Good job. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> um, they're just making fun of me because I couldn't fucking say his last name, but whatever. Uh, it's Frieden. I'll keep saying it the rest of the episode. So um, we appreciate you coming on. Um, been a long, lengthy chain of emails, but we finally got it, got it done. Pretty laid back guy. So um, the way we kind of do things here is we just jump right into it. So question number one is obviously we're sitting at your brewery. What? Oh, really? Whatever. <laughs> if anyone's not watching the video, we're at the brewery right now. Uh, thanks for having us. But um, what kind of made you want to start a brewery or open a brewery? Or were you always in the beer slash liquor industry? Like, how'd that come no, about? First time business owner. Uh, so wife uh, said, you need to start a brewery. And I said, no. And I said it a lot. And she kept saying, you need to start a brewery. And I found a guy that knew how to brew beer. I, I did all the, the, the shitty work, like doing all the numbers, run, doing business plan. And I said, well, I guess it'll probably work. And my man, Eric Daniels, makes the beer. He said yes. And, you know, my wife's been saying yes, well, three years before we opened. So once I got him on board and uh, we did all, all the stuff we should do before you start a business, just launched it. And uh, Rome's been very nice to us. Uh, another question following that is, I guess you said your wife kind of had the initiative. What what kind of backed that, if you don't mind me asking? Was it, I mean, I don't know what she does for a living. Was it financial interest? Is there a lot of money in the no, brewery world? Or, no, it no? wasn't. I my, personally don't know. My <laughs> wife would, would throw away everything in our bank accounts right now just for whatever she wanted to do next. She loves this town, and that's that's her downfall. She lo- and Not really her downfall, that's her success. I mean, she loves this town so much, and she knew that Rome didn't have this in it. So she's like, we're doing this. And I was like, I, I'm good. I got a job. I'm fine. And, uh, you know, she really wanted to see us in town because if you follow these little breweries that start up anywhere here in the United States, um, when they get going, a lot of stuff comes around them. And so if, if you can draw people in a little bitty brewery, you're going to have a coffee shop, you're going to have a restaurant, you're going to have other little stores. So it's, it's, it's really, it, you know, it's, it's a sign of a city that's getting uh, going, you know. Well, you mentioned, like, your, your wife had kind of, the drive behind this, right? Was she born and raised here? She was. She's got an attachment to this place. Loves everything about it. Really? Absolutely. Okay. Because it's, it's kind of funny that, like, we, we were talking before the episode, and we were talking about how people kind of don't like Rome for this or that. Right? Your wife's been here her whole life. You said you mentioned you move around a little bit, but you guys came back, and now you're contributing to the economy and the city. You're growing, you're growing this business, but you're also growing a lot of other businesses because the name that you started is spreading and it's spreading like wildfire. I mean, could you, you agree with that? Yeah. The Copper City name has been around for a very long time. I mean, Rome's <laughs> been the Copper City yes. for many, many, many years. It just faded away. Yeah. You know, like people quit using it. And then once Lori like coined the term again, it was awesome to see 
the offshoots, you know, watch it pop up on police cars and city vehicles yeah. and coffee shops. I mean, it was, it, it really was, I mean, she has thousands of good ideas, but she, she won't watch this, will she? I don't know. <laughs> we, we, Shark Tank opportunity <laughs> in her future. Like. Um, but no, honestly, that was one of the questions I told you out in the bar we were yeah. going to ask him is, I mean, personally, I don't know if maybe you do know, did you guys bring back the name? Were you the first business around no. here that brought it back? No, you no, weren't? Not at all. Did not you bring at it all. back? No. Well, I would say, gosh. I mean, well, you definitely grew you it. You had, like, Copper City uh, a Soccer Club. Yeah, you still well, had a few small Copper Cities I out there. I, I count it, but I don't count it. It's like a business, so... Well, is there anything, was there anything else? Yeah, was there any like big businesses or businesses that are still around that were Copper City? I mean, no, I don't think so. No. So yeah, think so. that's a I great think, question, man. I think I you brought it back. I, I really think, I, dude. I said it when we sat down yeah. when we came in. I go the first. He go, how are we gonna open up this episode? And I go, I want to ask him if he knows. I'm pretty sure he brought back. I mean, I don't want to say anything false or anything, but it was pretty close. He had to be one of the ones that brought it back. I mean, now yeah. we got mm-hmm. Copper City Ultra Lounge. We got the Cappuccinos. We got Copper City Chiropractic. I mean, like you said, it's, none of this stuff was here. growing quickly. None of this stuff was here. And like you said, on the police cars, that's a great point you brought up because those, those cars weren't Copper City. No. Were, all of a sudden, you opened this brewery up. I think it was two years later. I, I think it was kind of I think it was kind of the spark or like the straw that broke the camel's back where everyone just realized like, Wait, like we are the Copper City. Like, why, why, why do we need a brewery to remind <laughs> no, us? You know there's what I mean? so much pride in this town, and you know, Revere Copper is is literally two blocks away. And you know how much everybody wants that that horselet. You know, they want that yeah. they want that neon back. They want to see that horse gallop again. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's this. People still have a big passion for this town and for Revere Copper. And so when you bring the name Copper back into the city, uh, it was a natural thing. People are going to jump right on board. So yeah, this town really is pretty cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, I guess I'm sure you have a follow-up to that. Right? Yeah, I got, I got a lot of follow-ups. <laughs> we got to stay on track here, though. Um, so, like, so like you said, it, it definitely – the copper was already here with the Revere, blah, blah, like that's what we got the name from. But as far as you guys using that name, did you kind of use it to start a precedent? Or, like, did you, did you know did, what you just said? Did you know using that name or having Copper City was going to create the interest that it did? Like, you're, I, I want to say your name definitely was a good reason why – people started coming here like it's an interest like oh something copper city we haven't heard that in decades possibly Plus, the you know what i mean in rome for yeah well yeah oh, there's plenty of reasons the but i'm one ever, right has to be so this first is brewery? the Probably. first brewery in over 70 years yeah jesus okay. that's a fact yeah. <laughs> but like yeah to, to to the name um it's it, it's just the rome's a historical town i mean you yeah. you know, fort stanwix you know, erie canal fort bowl uh, Erie Canal Village, all that is just yeah. this town is just steeped with with history. So that name like works well, you yeah. know. It, I don't, I can't say that's the whole reason that we became popular really quick. No, but no, but it definitely. definitely did not hurt anything. There's a there's a brewery out in Massachusetts called Clown Shoes, and they're doing fine. <laughs> that's the name of the brewery, is Clown Shoes. Clown so shoes. you know the name is something, but you know in this town I think it's different. This town is a, has a little more pride than you know some little town out in Massachusetts who yeah. maybe they don't even have a name so they made a brewery called Clown Shoes. For sure. And they got good beer though, Clown Shoes. I bet you people buy that beer just because it sound, sounds cool. Would. Cl- clown Shoes, purple, gray, I <laughs> Just oh, stupid shit, yeah. yeah. Sounds good. Um, so we just keep speaking about the town and all the pride and stuff that's around here. So um, when you and your wife first had this idea or whenever you guys decided to actually put it into like fruition or whatever, do you guys think you had enough clientele around here to actually like be profitable? Because I know you said money's not your personal interest. Your wife would throw everything away, but obviously you don't want to open up a business and fail. Did you know right away that there was enough interest or clientele around here? 
Yeah, we, we, we searched for me. We were out there looking at breweries for years before we ever started this place. So it, it was neat to see that little breweries in the middle of nowhere, um, I'm talking in the middle of nowhere and, and, and a, on a farm somewhere, yeah. that would still do fine because breweries are destinations. People go on vacations around breweries and wineries and distilleries. So we knew that you know people would still come to it. We, we definitely did not count on Rome to be our our main draw for clientele um but you know with the name we knew it would, would come in time but yeah it is something that you you make it and, and they will come and that day might not last forever but you know 50 breweries nine years ago 450 breweries now wow. so no, people were people are still coming yeah before we move off that i, I do want to clear something up is there an affiliation between you and Copper Sea Ultramanch. Not even a, not no, even a okay, fraction. Okay, because no. we are who we are. This is the only business we have. This is this is yours. It's it's We've yours never, and your wife's. You guys own it, and there's no the Ultramanch is their own separate entity. Absolutely, one hundred percent. Okay, that's a, that's a good thing to clear up because not saying that the Ultramanch is a bad place, but this is a different entity, separate entity, different energy, different target. Different everything. So that really. in the, and when we first opened uh, three years ago, they opened just months after we did. Yeah. There was a lot of confusion. I mean, some guy came in one day had cases of booze pulled in the back. I'm like, where are you going with that? He goes, this is yours. I'm like, I don't think so. So we got a lot of uh, missed deliveries. We had uh, parties that would show up, um, dart leagues that would show up, and you know me, I always sell them a beer first. Hey, you guys want a beer? Okay, cool. <laughs> like, where's the dart boards? We don't have any dart boards. <laughs> Um, but it was just in the in the beginning. It was maybe for the first six months to a year. It was confusing, but now it's 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 all it's all good. All right, that brings me into two two things right there. So what he asked that was another one of my questions. But um, that that was something I did here, so I was glad to kind of clear that up. I'm sure you've done it plenty of times. But I first originally heard this is like you said almost three years ago now that the same owner and I didn't obviously I didn't know you or who bought this, but I didn't I heard the same person bought both of them. And was fixing them both up and had these crazy plans for that. So I until really, literally just now, that's the what I was under the really? impression of. Yeah, it's yeah. like not like a stigma around them, but it's, it's been like a question. Mm -hmm. Obviously, if you open two businesses up with the name Copper City within a so couple like months of each other, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we we saw it coming quick, and and we did. I met with uh, the guy that uh, that I guess owns it and who is fixing it, and I said, you know, I'm not gonna tell you to change the name i said but if you could just emphasize ultra lounge because guess what rome doesn't have an ultra lounge like emphasize that word yeah i said and you just kind of thought that would help us through it and, and it, i think in the end it did kind of turn out that way anyway people just call it the ultra lounge now which is good also and another good thing for you is that they're not even open right now so that's <laughs> I a know. big plus for i you. don't know well i mean the 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 concept what they have is cool because it's something that Rome doesn't have. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, it's but cool. But just I don't think you just didn't have the money in the beginning to go full up and yeah, do you know a real kick ass nightclub. Um, but you know, did what he did and he get going. Um, just I thought they'd be uh, closing the summer was surprising to me because Very. we do well in the summer. I mean, they would have I too. Mean, but pretty much everyone. I mean, it's the summer. People are out <laughs> drinking, they're out having. But we need more places to go. So yeah, tell, you know these guys don't get their ass open. Yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be very cool. But hopefully. From what, from the blueprints, it's supposed to be cool. Yeah. yeah. Well, I know some contractors, and I know what the front's going to look like, and it's going to look pretty awesome. Yeah. Tony Damato is going to be like, wow. <laughs> I hope so. Yeah, it is. Um, so another question while you take a sip. Um, you kind of brought it up really kind of just off question based solely off of myself personally. 
Um, you said something about you had people coming here for dart leagues and this and that. So a question I really did have is, and I know a lot of my friends, my age group around here have the same question, and I think I know the answer. Why is there not a lot of entertainment in the brewery itself? Is it so? My my answer would be, I think it might be yours. Is you want to bring back like the talking atmosphere where people kind of just have conversations and like are off their phone and there's not a lot of technology. But on the other hand. I feel like maybe a, a couple dartboards or the football games on like would help. So what's your answer to that? And I'm sure people have asked you that yeah, before. Yeah, I think you already answered it. We're mm-hmm. we're just you know it's when Rome doesn't have something, we try to fill that void. So what Rome didn't have is a place to meet up and hang out and talk and maybe even have conduct business or something like that. So we do something really outrageous too. We don't serve food, and that was really hard for Rome to swallow. So it, once you get uh, um, that was ironic. too much uh, Rome to swallow, games don't serve and food. noises and, and things like that, <laughs> it's, uh, it, it can be very distracting. And then you then you'll end up. If we had those things, we would just be Demadios without food. You know, you have a lot of TVs and a lot of dartboards and stuff like that. So we we don't want to copy anybody. And you know, so we we so I think we miss out on some business. I mean, lunchtime when we're here at twelve one o'clock and people walk in and they're like, "Oh, you don't have food?" We say, "Well, no, but would you like to? Get, we'll give you directions." So I mean, between Demadios and the mill and Vignetto and Grandes, they get plenty of uh, you know the business that came here first. So it hurts a little bit. But you know what? It wasn't part of our plan, and we we we've get uh, what we get right now. Just kind of finish up on your question, is starting about three four o'clock. We get a lot of people coming from Griffiths mm-hmm. who want to talk about work, who want to just sit down and have a beer. They want to have conversations because they've been on computers all day long. They've been actually working in different locations. They can come here, have a beer, discuss it. Cool atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of um, you know external things going on that's gonna you know be distracting. But when you say entertainment, I mean, we got we got live music right now. They're setting up right now, right? I, yeah. s- I saw that when I went out there. So I do, I do want to mention that I actually work for Blue's. Gotta get closer. I mean, there I'm you pretty go. damn close. <laughs> I'm just I'm, I can hear it. I'm telling you. Um, he took a long break. So, so I <laughs> <laughs> he did so take a long break. True. Um, so I work for Blue's Allen, and I, you obviously know. I, was it a few months ago? We had a hiring that here, where literally we came in. Everyone got two drinks. And there were tables set up, and everyone got you walk in the door, and you get interviewed. You have and you got a drink in your hand, and you get interviewed. I feel like that is such a cool idea between you and Booz Allen or whoever set it up. I know it doesn't really matter because you're still facilitating it. There's nothing out there like that. Think about it, when's the last time you had an interview where you had a beer in your hand, right? I mean, you just don't. But we have the space, and it's, it's, it's not like we have a lot of space, but it's kind of a blank space out there. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of stuff going on, but people drink a beer, and it's usually, you know, it's kind of quiet. Yeah. And if you pick the right day or you actually rent this building on a Monday, I mean, Mondays we're not open, so we rent the building out to whoever wants to use it for parties. Yeah. And, man, you got an entire brewery to yourself, you know, for a couple hundred bucks. And you mentioned, like, the, the entertainment factor, right? People like that, like Booz Allen coming in to do business, they don't want the football game on. They don't want Monopoly on the tables, whatever, whatever entertainment there is. They want a very business-like environment, and that's kind of an issue you're feeling, right? Because by nature, you're... It is, and, you know, and you, we're, we're probably guilty of, you know, we, we probably draw an older crowd, but that's really that older crowd's in the afternoon, you know? Yeah. They, day drinkers, they want to go home by 6, 7, and then yeah. at night we'll get, you know, some of the younger people. But I think that that may be something we're lacking. We don't get the younger, younger people. And I, maybe care? I miss it right now, but you know we're we're 
don't think you care. We're working right? through it a little bit. I really don't think you care. I was just gonna say, bit. does it does it really matter what the crowd is as long as not not to make him a dick, but in our perspective, does it really matter who's coming in as long as someone's coming in? It does. No, yeah, it does matter. Why? Because guess what? There's never been a fight in this place. Now three years, no fights, not one. That's great. Not one fight. And that's why I'm saying people no, are more responsible. But you know what I'm finding is people your age are more responsible than people my age. Really? <laughs> yes. We've we've removed a couple of people, told them not to come back, wow. and they were nowhere near your age. Really? They should have known a lot better. Like old, like what? Like, I'm yeah. talking in their sixties. Six. Wow. Yes, and just saying, you well, know, beer does things to people that had a good well, alcohol and drink. <laughs> so, especially the beers here. But yeah, <laughs> you got some heavy ones here. <laughs> we're going to talk about music, though, right? Sometime. Oh, in this whatever time. you want to talk about, we're talking about. You, you guys grew up here. So we're what? Yeah. You grew up here. So mm-hmm. yeah. when is it? When have you ever been to a place that has like live, good music twice a week? Like, has that ever happened in Rome? Twice a week, probably not. Like I'm not have, but mean, I'm not once a week, like yeah. Friday night type deal. Yeah, so you get something on the weekends. What do you good music? That's no, usually, problem. I think Demario says it once a week. I could be wrong. You probably know more about the than I know. I mean, I, not that often anymore. Okay, well, I, I know last Friday they had something, but I no, there's nowhere, and I know it's a thing people want is live music, but no, I can't name one place around here. But on, on your basis, no, people wanted it, so we didn't know that. Yeah. We were gonna do music like twice a month, and. Yeah. There's so much talent in this town and surrounding towns, and people were, like, craving it. And they were asking, for, like, when are you going to do music again? When are you? So we kept bumping it up. And next thing you know, it's every Thursday and it's every Sunday, no matter what. I mean, we, I don't know if we've ever skipped one of those days unless it was a holiday. And, you know, it's, so it's crazy because, obviously, you know me. Like, my dad owns the Palisades, whatever. And, like, I think we do music maybe once a quarter, let's say, right? Mm-hmm. And, I, and it's fun, and everyone comes out. I think you're seeing the same thing. You do music, but you're getting that crowd so many times because people are kind of yearning for that environment, but not just once a year or once a quarter. They want it, like, every week. Like he already said, he, f- he looks for voids to fill, and that's another one. There's yeah, people, you are, people. You are, like, you're constantly filling, like, those yeah. small niches that bring in, let's say, 20 extra people. Every time you do that, you're adding up a crowd. And it, it always, I can't think of one time that it, it didn't work. I mean, the music, yeah. you know, you got to pay for the music, but I always think we get a, enough people that kind of balances it out. Yeah. And we may go home then and I'm like, well, we didn't really make any money, you know, having the music tonight, but matter. I don't think we lost anything either. And people really had a genuinely good time. Yeah. And you're advertising every time. Yes. If you, if, even if you're not doing it intentionally, you're always advertising. Yes. But you yes. Want to, it's the comeback. It's not the first time. It's the comeback. These musicians are, are getting... They're getting good now because now yeah. they're getting more gigs. They're, they're playing yeah. more. They're going out of town. You know, we just got invited to um, a, a recording studio um, in Utica. And th- I don't know why, why they invited me, but there's one of our favorite <laughs> artists was recording an album. Uh, and they said, you are one of the hubs for music in this part of the state now. And they wanted to propose something to me. Like, well, I never even thought about it like that, you know, that, that a recording studio is going to come to Copper City and say, hey, um, we have an idea for you because you know all these musicians. And it, they, it was, it's going to get cool. It's, it's going to get cool with the music it's so around smart. here. You have the perfect spot for it. That's the best part. Like, you have, a, you have an ideal spot for it. And the the space have? is not, I mean, which, it's not big enough out there for the music we want to have. But you know what? The, the musicians are professionals. They make it work. But you also don't good. want the crowd. 
the bigger your crowd gets, the more rambunctious they get. Yeah, I want that, though. You want <laughs> it? Yeah, man, I want it. I do like that. Yeah, because but. the music we have, it's not like we're, we're throwing down heavy metal every night. I mean, it's, yeah. it's usually rock to classic rock, yeah. folk, good stuff, like storytelling. It's really good music. Okay. And, you know, our crowd's going to sit back, sip a great beer, and, you know, get into the music, do some clapping, do some talking. Yeah. But we've had have but we have had heavy metal here twice. Like right. I'm talking like your guys heavy metal. Like I'm not talking like old poison back in the eighties. <laughs> I'm talking like new age scream your like heavy out. metal, like you, you don't know the words they're saying. It's kinda you just don't know it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you don't know nothing they're saying. But you know what? And guess what that that crowd that showed up? People I'd never seen in my life. And I'm like, Oh boy, here we go. Drank beer, very responsible. Doors closed at 11. They were all gone. Mm-hmm. Wow. Not one instant. Everybody just sat there, their heads drinking their beer. I'm like, this is awesome. For sure. And it was loud. <laughs> um, speaking of music, and you said something about not having the space, or at least space for the music that you want. Um, where we're sitting right now, for anyone who's watching the, the YouTube video, this is a hell of a space for some music, honestly. And like you said, I think you said you had a couple um, bands play back here. But um, this you said you never intended for this. This no, is no, to be anything, right? No, it's not actually uh, something that we can do. Uh, it was uh, we did it as a launch party. We did it more as like an open house, mm-hmm. uh, so people could actually see what we had done. Uh, brought a really cool folk uh, like country band back here that everybody loves called the Old Main, uh, and just showed off the space. But on a regular basis, we got to use this for production of beer <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and doing what we do. And and you know, in the future, I I don't know. I, we, we blew our allowance this year on building this part of the building, but we'd love to see something else that's close to here that was fit for music. You uh-huh. know? Some, some of these old barns and things that are out you know, outside of town that, that hold these big events, hold weddings. We need one of those, you know? They did talk about, the, they talked about an amphitheater over on base a while ago. Well, they also talked about a NASCAR track, too. But yeah, that, would, I mean, that would be sick. That, you, if you could open I haven't heard that one in a while. Yeah. You haven't heard that one? No, no, the, uh, the amphitheater. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were trying to get it open over in, uh, on, the, on the bark, in the back, where it would be away from everything. Right. And, but it's a great idea. It is a great idea. to go. And people would travel to go do it. Well, you, you had Woodstock there. You know you got the room, yeah. you know? There's, I mean, there's, you could open an escort track, an airport, and the amphitheater, and you still have room left over. It's Agreed. so big back there. But that would draw people. <laughs> Um, no, those are really good ideas. Honestly, I've heard a couple of those, but, um, to keep rolling here, uh, kind of switch the pace here. A couple questions just about the building itself. Obviously we just talked about the music coming back here and, um, the open house sort of thing. Um, recent renovations. Is this, this is your newest renovation, this back area we're in right now? Yep. The, the original building, uh, so we got that three years ago and that was complete renovation too. Everything came out. It was just, all it was when we got done was just brick. Uh, four walls and a in a in a concrete floor. Mm-hmm. I mean, electrical, plumbing, everything came out. So we had to redo that whole thing. Uh, once that was done, you know, blew all of our money there. <laughs> Work, worked for a couple of years, you know, and and get, saved up enough money to start this. We knew that this place wasn't big enough to do to make the manufacturing beer that we want to do. So we knew that in the beginning. But you know, we we knew we could get by with that little room that's that's uh, that's behind us. Uh, so this. Uh, yeah, this this was this was a big call, you know. This, you know, you're you're building a building on a building, and this right here costs just as much as the building. When, when wow. Was this was finished in August. Okay. Oh, so what? Four months ago, something yeah. like that. Less than that. This is awesome. Um. So, and you might not even know the answer to this. So, what is the end game as far as renovation? I know you just said you're looking to maybe get something else for yeah, live music. Yeah, this is music, our end game. Um, this is uh, it? Yeah, but we can't get any bigger legally. We can't get any bigger. Oh. So you can only build uh, 20% of 
addition onto a building that you already have an existing building. So we've done that. This is as big as we can put onto this existing building. So we are going to go ahead and we're going to work on making parking a little bit easier for people. Yeah. And this right here is as big as we can get. Is, is there not plans to, to do something here? I thought I saw something on Facebook literally two weeks ago about there maybe it's a parking expansion or something yep. to do with you is that yep that is that's okay, okay so okay. my wife was able to acquire the property next to us which was just trees okay and so the trees all came down uh, during the summer and we got them down but we didn't there's no time to pave it and do all that yet yeah. so next year plus we're out of money so next year <laughs> he already <laughs> said he spent his that. allowance well, my wife bought it so it's out of my bank account so now i'm broke um that's how it goes i want you to go go with your question for uh the one you wanted to ask in the in the truck remember what you said it's on the thing oh the license oh okay i want to so get into that this, this has been actually a big question of mine and i pretty much like so our friend group are kind of on a consensus on this question and don't get me wrong this is an insult or anything this is more of a targeted question when or why is there no liquor license here yet Especially with all these gluten-free things, all these restrictions. What do you mean? There's no liquor license. We have, we have, we have liquor license. Oh, you do have liquor license. So yeah, but you need to sell beer, alcohol, wine, whatever. So you have liquor. Oh, absolutely. But we don't serve liquor. Okay. We could so, serve, right, but so we don't. Whatever. So why isn't the liquor being sold? Because, and what I'm asking this is because all these people do like the, the low-carb diet, the the gluten-free that they can't drink the beers or whatever is in the beer. Why, what's your reasoning behind not serving the liquor? Okay, um, I get, they got a couple answers because you, okay. you hit on some other things that we're still working on. Okay. Uh, so j just doing hard liquor uh, for us, a um, couple reasons behind the bar, makes it messy. Got it, bartenders got no ever drink, yep. ice, all the mixers, the whole deal. Uh -huh. But people that drink hard liquor, um, it changes the crowd. Uh, it will sometimes it change the attitude of the crowd. Uh, <laughs> He's right. And, and so, you know, we've never really got into it, but we do. You know, periodically we'll break out Bloody Marys. We'll do uh, Moscow Mules. But we're always very prepared for it. Mm. We, we're, we want to keep our actual liquor license. So we don't want anybody to get yeah. in trouble. We want anybody to get overserved. And, you know, we, we were, uh, when we first started doing Bloody Marys, we had people coming in and asking if they could do shots. And like, mm, no, nah, you can't do shots. But well, come on, you got the blood, you know, you got the well, vodka right there. But you know, it's just where we're just trying to keep things kind of in control, keep it in moderation. But with the low carb thing, you're right, we're missing a boat here on the low carb thing. I mean, you're going to get nothing but seltzer here, and I'm not going to mix it for you. But yeah. um, we spent today, you don't know this, but this place was dead at two o'clock. So I spent the afternoon with my wife and a friend uh, testing mixing fresh extracts for fruits yeah. with seltzers and vodka to try to come up with a really cool flavor that okay. we can serve here. So we can serve liquor that that's, has to be made in New York State. So that's our license. So we can't sell oh. Tito's Vodka. We can't sell, you know, Jack Daniels. But we can sell Saratoga Pick 6 made in Saratoga. We can, you know, there's a bourbon made in Cooperstown that we can sell. So we can use those things to enhance our menu. So I'm going to tell you in the next month or so, we should have a no-calorie, carbonated, crushable, fruity seltzer out there. I mean, that's and, and the problem is, is like, even for me personally, I don't drink beer that much. Like, I'll drink a good beer for sure. But, like, if it's my, if I'm going out for the night, I'm not, I'm either drinking White Claws or I'm drinking a vodka, a yeah. vodka soda. And, and I feel like that's a lot of people, right? Because it's, it's, some people just don't like beer that much. But if you, if you expand that, right, then you're literally open to everyone. There's no, there's no one you can't serve. 
at that point. I didn't even know you had liquor license. No, I agree with that. Absolutely. I mean, we, we brought in a lot more wine than we thought we would. We have so many darn ciders and cans right now. I can't believe how much cider we have just because gluten-free. Yep. Gluten and then we brought in wine slushies a couple of years ago, like a slushy machine. And that was a big investment, space investment, yep. maintenance, keeping it clean. And man, that thing paid for itself in the first month, I think. And, and you even, go ahead, you even said it. What, what did you tell me when you walked in? What did you want? What was your order going to be? One of the slushy. But no, I think the overall theme of kind of the answers to these questions is these questions we're asking is he kind of is very selective on the crowd he wants to draw. So like he said, like he is coming up with something that's going to potentially be zero calories, whatever, and that'll bring a different crowd. But with to answer you and he already did is I think he's selective on who he wants to come in here because he doesn't want it to be a chaotic just bar. It's a, it's a yeah. brewery. It's a little classier. Yeah. Drinks are more expensive. Like, like he, he wants the right type of people in here. It's stressful when your crowd is drunk. It's yeah. very stressful. Yeah. I mean, it's stressful on your bartenders. It's stressful on you. You don't know how much people had to drink before they came in. Yep. And, you know, I, I do things that I shouldn't do, but I take people home. I mean, I'll... I have people I like that I know, and I'm like, listen, man. I'm like, they're Ubers, Uber in Rome does not work. No, it takes no. forever to get an Uber. There's like three of them, maybe. I, I tried to Uber last so, weekend, and literally they said, <laughs> there was no one even doing it. Come from Utica. So, you know, you take it in your own hands. So small towns, people that we know, and I don't want to see anybody put in that situation. But so far, so good. I mean, we're. I think it all would say equals all that equals no fights. And I, don't, I want people to come here and be happy. I don't, I don't want yeah. to see people getting all upset. So, and, and the people in the crowd, well, let's say most of the people in the crowd don't want to be in an environment where there's tension or fights. Yeah. Like personally, I don't want to be somewhere where there's tension and there's people fighting. Like that's not yep. what draws me into a bar, right? It's not what draws most people into a bar except for the people that are looking to fight. So I do like that, your intentions on it for sure. Exactly. Um, just to keep this going, a couple, a couple questions to uh, change the pace towards more of maybe your expertise i know you said i believe eric was his name that does the actual brewing but um to kind of get into more of the, like the beer industry um how often do you guys change out these beers these flavors um i, I guess you can call them flavors but these beers how often do you change them out when are they available is everything like done here do you guys outsource how's everything kind of what's what's the process back yeah, here? yeah process is eric makes beer probably twice a week takes about a month for a beer to actually become uh, carbonated, drinkable, clear, tasty. Uh, lasts on tap. A beer probably will last two months, maybe, depending on what it is. Sometimes they last, you know, three to four weeks, depending on, on the style and, uh, you know, how much we actually got out of that batch. Um, we have 10 on tap all the time. So you're looking at a new beer coming on here, shoot, every couple of days. Sometimes you will change two or three beers out in a day. You know, they all kick at the same time. Uh, so that's been the glory of these small breweries you know you come in and you're like oh my god i haven't had any of these beers before they <laughs> change so much yeah. and but if you really loved a certain beer and it's gone it's going to be gone it just happened like, to you who knows when it's going to come back <laughs> really you know? because uh, eric he loves to disappoint people I so when he makes really good beers like well i can't make that again because so we made a pumpkin beer this year which was totally against everything he wanted to do so he makes a pumpkin beer and the beer is incredibly good i mean it is incredibly good <laughs> And this, this beer's gone. We, we expect it to last till Thanksgiving. This beer's been gone since the 29th of October. Yeah. Wow. Maybe, even, maybe even a little before that. And guess what Eric said? I said, dude, my, there's no reason we can't drink a pumpkin beer in, like, January. He goes, 
well, I'm not going to make it, so. <laughs> <laughs> so it will come out again next fall, you know, and that's the way he does it. He has a, an Irish red that, that, that goes so fast. I mean, it's almost like the tabs are on fire. Makes it once a year. The Woods Valley. Woods Valley's we crank that sucker out all that the time. Like, that's my, that's, that's my what he asked for when he came. <laughs> I came. I was like, "You got that?" No, we ran out. I was like, "No." Yeah, we called Tim Woods early on uh, when we in our, in our first in 2017. I called him on the phone. I said, "Tim, I, I got some. I got to ask you a favor." I said, "I know you think it's cool that we named a beer the Woods Valley Wicks." We told him we were going to do it, and he said, "Yeah." I said, "But it is our most popular beer." And he said, are you going to sue me if this beer becomes really popular? And, you know, of course, Tim, he's like, he laughs. He goes, no, but I don't want to run out here at the ski area. There you go. <laughs> Keep him happy. Everyone's happy. Yeah. That was one of your questions. What was your most popular beer? That's what you asked. It is. Uh, it is. That beer goes so quickly. so good. And we would have never thought. Four and a half percent. You know, beers that personally Eric and I don't, we don't dig on Belgian, you know, beers like that, the light ones like that. So it's Belgian wit, yeah. And not doing wrong, it's great beer, yeah. but it's not a style that like many of us drink. Even the bartenders, not many people drink the wit. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. actually, I gotta ask you a question. I, people on on screen can't see, but do your lines actually run from those, or do you actually fill a keg with your beer? Good question. Yeah. So. He's looking at great big silver tanks that are full of beer. Yeah. Uh, so those are fermenters and bright tanks. You can serve directly from the bright tanks. Those are the two little ones you can't see over here to the left. Okay. Um, but we don't. We keg all of this beer. Okay, it so all goes in a cooler, and then it all gets pumped to the to the taps from okay. there. So we right. would love to serve like that, but we just don't have that. That means we'd have to have ten of those bright tanks back there, you know, all full of beer and ready oh, to go. Okay. And then we'd also have to have a bunch of fermenters more than what we have right now. So that right there, um, bridge too far. But we're kind of hoping that the Woods Valley Wit we bought an extra big tank for that, and yes. we're looking at a system where we can try to serve just. From the tanks, we never have to keg that beer. We can just go ahead and serve. It awesome, tab. and we will take a picture. We'll take a picture of what we were just talking about because from the window you can kind of see all these big tanks, and usually people serve from kegs. Well, I, I, I was just kind of curious. Yeah, we do, and if we could avoid it, man, that would be awesome. Because filling kegs is probably one of Eric's least favorite things to do, and dragging a 170-pound keg across the building up into a cooler and then stacking it. And, uh, and then moving all the other kegs around so it's all nice and clean and neat in there. Yeah. We're, we're too old for that, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, just speaking of kind of the different kind of beers you guys produce and uh, different things like that, and you were saying how a lot of people don't really like the wits and the lighter things. Um, we had a question on here about the environment around here, and we kind of already hit on it multiple times with the older age group and stuff like that. But as far as, like, drinking personalities, I guess, I guess that's a term I could use. Um do you see a lot of people coming in here because you have things like the IPAs and the darker beers and the higher percentages, things like that? Or do you see people coming in here just getting the lighter beers and just, I mean, maybe you see both. What do you think is like a higher percentage? Do you see people, because I've came in here and I've gotten flights, like I like to get your flights and I'll drink two flights and I'll be like pretty good, <laughs> like if you know what I mean. Yeah. So, I mean, you guys have some beers here that can do some damage. So yeah, is there people coming in here beer. just yeah. for those? So, I, you know what, I, I don't think they're, I think yes to all of it. They, they, they come in, some do come in just for the light stuff. They get that one beer they want, and that's for the one they're going to drink. Um, I, would, I would say maybe lean a little more the other way, that people come in just for the variety, you know, what's on now. Or, new, you know, because we do an a, a app called Untapped, and every time we put a beer on, 
if you light Copper City on Untap, it'll pop in your phone. Hey, they put on a new beer today. People will show up for that beer. So I, I think I would say they're probably a little more to the to the side of people coming for the variety, not for just get same beer, you know, over and over again. That's more of your. I mean, beers like you know Budweiser and Labatt's, those beers, they will taste exactly the same every time. Mm-hmm. Our Delta Double, which is eight and a half percent IPA, sometimes it's eight point two, sometimes it's eight point six. Interesting. You know, but the the flavor is very close, but it's not reproducible the way you know your big big beers are. Um, another question we had on here. I didn't know that. The same beer, different percentage of alcohol. Yeah. yeah. That's like a chicken wing sauce. What? <laughs> it's like no, it's like your father's peppers and onions. Okay, because yes, sometimes yes. I can put them on my burger and they're all good, and I get a little sniffle. Sometimes I can't take more than two bites and I'm crying. I'm like, where's fucking peppers? I really didn't. I always thought beer was like be the same, the same ingredients. That's actually crazy. Like you can get. Yeah. But your malts, you know, these this big old pallet of malt. That changes a little bit the way they malt it, where they got it from. Wow. The hop variety might be really fresh, might be a little older, may have come from a different area. Because our hops here, like Cascade, Centennial, Chinook, they grow in this area. They grow in the West, too. And you can get that exact same hop grown somewhere else. It's going to taste different. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's weird. That's actually crazy. <laughs> I never would have thought about something like that. Because think about how does, how does like, if Bud Ball, I guess Bud like it's the same stuff over and over again. That's actually crazy. Oh, yeah. They don't mess around. They have a very specific supplier for their malts and their yeah. grains. And they, they don't vary. And they don't vary. No, that's and definitely going to change. got to be wow. perfect. And they have a panel of people that taste every batch of beer. And they all have to agree that it tastes like every Budweiser they ever had. It tastes like and if it doesn't, that's when you get, like, Bud Genuine Draft or whatever. It's like you get, you get, oh, a, you get an offshoot. Is that Bud Light just, the Bud Light? Uh, they put Bud Light lime on. It's lime. Bud Light Platinums? <laughs> yeah, Platinums? Yeah. yeah. Or Platinums, yeah. <laughs> or they just pour it down the drain. I mean, that's 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 an option, you know. Oh. I know they don't want to do that, but, you know, it's better than somebody going, this Budweiser does not taste like a Budweiser. Because mm-hmm. if you drink Budweiser, it better taste like a Budweiser. Yeah. Exactly. Um, another question regarding just how all your beers are, I guess, a little bit different. Do you guys have anyone reaching out that want your beers, like restaurants or local, like other places, venues? And if so, do you provide them as far as like, do you let other places sell your beer? Yep. So if they have a liquor license, like I mean, Palisades, like questions. Dema, no, Dema doesn't carry. So um, we had, um, so Vignetto, Palisades, Marcy Beverage, Modus down in Utica. Um, we're, we're in Valley. about six or seven places right now. Woods Valley sells it, right? Woods Valley, yeah. And the, I the hope. Club. <laughs> they, saw the, they saw the... The Woods Valley Wit. they sell their own, or do they sell, like, whatever you have, like, whatever your special is for that? Woods Valley's on? Yeah. Uh, so they, they usually just get the wit. That's all they want, really want. So the and if we do run out of the wit, they will get something else. Okay. Uh, but we can only distribute so much beer, yeah. because if we run short at the brewery, it's... Not a not a good business plan. You want to you want to you want to sell it over the bar. Brew with no beer. Definitely, uh, definitely make a little more. <laughs> Hell of a business model, right there. <laughs> um, couple questions about just events and stuff that you guys do here. Stuff in the summer. Um, obviously, there's the World Series of Bocce across the street once a year. You guys do good business around that time. What's what is your experience you know, it with is that? Good, but you know, it's they 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 come across the street here to relax. 
to get some air conditioning to, ch- yeah. to <laughs> chill out, talk, AC. and rest. So we, it is better business, but it's not like you're thinking like it's going to be packed in here. People, when they want to go see Botch, that's what they, they want to be over there. Because yeah. there's yeah. entertainment, there's beer, there's food. You know, you, you got get to watch the matches and hell. Ask Eric, we, we spent every day over there. We went there every day when that, when that was going on. <laughs> and it was always good here, but, you know, it's more fun over there. Um, Actually, let, me, let me ask a question about your – because you mentioned food. What? All right, so let me ask you, because I don't know if it was your idea or if it just kind of fell on you where, like, you don't have a kitchen, right? And you knew that people wanted to come in and eat. So what was it your idea to start having the food trucks, or was it kind of like a proposal to you where, like, look, we'll set up outside, and we're going to bring you that extra business just because we have food here? No, part of our business plan. So we, oh, okay. we, we've come been on, to breweries before. <laughs> no, and so it's something we had seen happen. And we didn't care that, I mean, we knew that, that they would make money. Yeah. And we're not going to charge them to be here. They're, they're so on our property. So don't charge them. So we don't charge them at all. Okay. No, this is all on them. So that's their business. This is ours. Okay. But the two complement each other. So yeah. just had a beer. Yeah. Need to get something to eat. It works out really, really well. Yeah. And, you know, we, we've been through many, many food trucks. And we're seeing food trucks that are actually starting businesses now, you know, so they, because they're doing well. Yeah. I was just I was going to say back when he was talking about like Demario's and Vigneto and people coming in and asking for food and he would like, hey, I can tell you a place to go get food, blah, blah, blah. It's got it's, it's got to be the smartest thing he's done. Not the smartest, but a very smart I mean, idea. Because instead of like, yeah, instead of directing someone down the street who, yeah, they'll go get food and then they'll realize that place has beer. So why the hell would I go back here? to okay i'll just go order something from the parking lot and i'm not gonna leave my truck's parked there and i got beer sitting on the counter so that's very smart because even if you charge people it's still smart because people would pay to sit out front because when they walk out after they've been drinking now they're hungry so that the food truck is going to make business and and even i like i like it both ways i guess so either way, you don't. So does he. Well, guess what? Look how different this is. You know, this is so different to, to Romans. Romans had yeah. hardest time for the first year trying to. I mean, our favorite uh, little line around here is, "You know what you should do." We love hearing, "You know what you should do," because yeah. we want to say, "You know what you should do," <laughs> because everybody's got a great idea. And when we didn't yeah. have food, everybody said, "You need to just do this. You need to just do burgers. Yeah. You need to just do that." I'm like, "Just do burgers." Like just like Demonios, who does? Yeah. Who, who's gonna beat that burger? Who's gonna beat the Mills burger? Who's gonna beat your dad's burger? Yeah, I, I mean, that's probably the that's probably my favorite burger right now. I'm not gonna beat that stuff, and I don't yeah. know how to cook. And Eric, who knows if he could may make beer all day and then tell him to cook too? Like, that's <laughs> gonna work out. I, but you're also promoting the businesses that are around us. So Vigneto, yeah. there's nights they can't keep up with it, with the uh, deliveries. Yeah. I mean, they only had one guy to deliver. Poor guy's here every 30 minutes delivering food, and he's supposed to be cooking, too. So, you know, we allow people to bring in, you know, bring a picnic, you know, bring so your food. Doing that. Well, you oh, absolutely. Pizza yeah, like bring that. your own stuff. Have it delivered here. I mean, the more food, the better. It just means I don't have to do it. And plus, <laughs> I usually get the leftovers anyways. And you're selling beer. Oh, you got to wash that down? There you go. I got beer <laughs> you're thirsty no after water. that. No water here. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, um, smart. It's very smart. <laughs> That's what I, dude, I thought about it earlier. I was like, it's the smartest thing I've ever heard. We have friends that have restaurants and your father would back me up, I'm sure. But keeping a cook and getting your menu the same all the time and and making a cook stay for more than six months at a time. I'm watching our friends go through it. You know, I get some friends on a Riscany who, you know, they, their kitchen's important, but their food is very good. And when a, when a a chef or a cook leaves, everything kind of goes on, on hold. Yeah. And the whole business kind of stops. Like, well, uh, 
what do we do now? So we don't yeah. want to have somebody else running our business, which would be our cook, basically. <laughs> yeah. I, it's like, I like it. I just, it's, it, you mentioned, like, you kind of started. You did start in Rome. Because if you opened a business in Rome before you, without food that sells beer, there'd be riots in the street. People were like, I think there almost was. I, I'm sure, it's just, it was so, it was, I don't know what the word is for, unconventional. Yeah, unconventional. Yeah, no, for sure. People there's, haven't seen it. You did there's it. legitimate arguments. Legitimate I, I arguments. Like, I'm like, listen, I, it's not going to happen. I said, but you know, if you would start a restaurant, I would love it. You, I said, there's a building across the street you can buy. Well, I'm not doing that. I'm like, but yeah, that's what, that was kind of our whole plan is, you know, I tell you, it all goes back to my wife. She is the love for the city. She wants to see the city be successful if we can be successful. So if we're doing okay and we get a restaurant down here, like, yeah, now we got a restaurant down here. Now we can get, like, you know, something else down here. So it was all in, in, in if you read our business plan, that is the plan. And the plan was never to have a restaurant. I was gonna. I was gonna say that's actually cool that they're like. I mean, not not that I know thousands of business owners, but it seems like they're really supportive of everyone else doing their own thing rather than like competing. It's more like he just said, if someone opened a restaurant next door, that'd be awesome. Normally, someone would be like, "That's gonna take. It's gets competition. It's gonna take business away from us. If they have alcohol at that restaurant, then we're screwed." But he's literally okay. saying, "We just keep. We just keep ducking and moving. We, yeah. We've always got new ideas. I got another one coming out. It's gonna be." It's gonna be awesome. We got one coming out in three weeks. That you're gonna, you're gonna like what? Tell <laughs> you, we love, we love being chased. We love it. Yeah. We, you know, we did we did Bloody Marys um, when we first opened up. We mm-hmm. did Bloody Mary Sunday. That's all we called it. Bloody yeah. Mary Sunday. I had enough uh, Bloody Mary mix and vodka to make about fifty to seventy Bloody Marys. Uh, we were out of everything in forty-five minutes. <laughs> the place was. I gave coming. away. I must have gave away five hundred dollars worth of beer that day because I didn't want people to get mad. I'm like, I'm sorry. I said, I don't know. I didn't know the, the city wanted Bloody Marys this bad. People and you just watch just what happened. And so guess what? Here. Tony DiMatteo got the overflow. He was pissed. Because <laughs> everybody wanted Bloody Marys because they couldn't get them here. So it was, it was an idea that, you know, you find these things that the town doesn't have. Like you said, barbecue earlier. Like, man, you just want a barbecue place because Rome doesn't have one. Yeah. Rome didn't really have Bloody Marys going. Mm-hmm. And now look at Rich DeSalvo. His Bloody Marys... They must cost $500 because he's got shrimp and lobster. He's got these Bloody Marys that are huge. And just, you know, you get a good idea, and people are like, well, I can take that and make that even better, you know? And I'm pretty sure, this is not a fact by any means, but I'm pretty sure you started Bloody Mary Sunday, and then the Delta Lake Inn started their all-you-can-drink mimosa and Bloody Mary Sundays. Nice. I'm almost <laughs> now. I would guarantee it, but you know what? I, I'm, don't, I'm almost sure you started. That. He said he said he loves being chased. We so I mean, care. that one didn't. That has that's guaranteed only been like a year and a half to two years old. And I'm pretty sure I have always saw on your Facebook that you started that probably what six months after you opened. Oh yeah, yep. I yeah. So I mean, but it's I'm always paired with live music. Yeah, and I, I'm telling you that when, God, some of those days were they were just chaos. So we end up using an entire room of this building to just make Bloody Marys as fast as we could that day. So they were already pretty, they were pre-mixed. We had all the stuff right there. So if you want a Bloody Mary, we just made a hot, medium, mild, and it was just like an assembly line. We had three people in the kitchen. Uh, <laughs> tell you. Bloody Marys. It's like yeah. you said, always looking, always looking for holes in so the market. You know, so that, that, that has come down now. Now Bloody Mary's just kind of like, okay, cool. It's Bloody Mary Sunday. We don't get that many people. So what's but, next? So you, I can't tell you. Oh. <laughs> oh, we need the exclusive. Go we need the exclusive. You got to go on the Facebook. Um, I, I don't have much more. Do you have anything else? I mean, we've been at it. 
that's what I'm saying. We've been going. Do you have anything you want to promote? Anything you want to talk about that we haven't hit? We're down to talk about whatever and anything. We missed it. You bring it up. I don't think you missed it. I mean, no? you didn't miss it. I, you know, you're just you're talking about competition, and it's something we haven't seen yet, and we're so happy we haven't seen competition yet. Eric just went and brewed a beer with Woodwind that's, you know, 17 minutes away. So those two brewers got together. They just made a beer together. So two different yeah. breweries who do pretty much the same thing, uh, really no competition there. It's, it's a promotion right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when we're doing the same thing. So if we serve food, I think it would start to get competitive. So I yeah. like that we don't really compete with anybody in Rome for anything. And, you know, when we close at 10 o'clock at night, tell me Demadio's in the middle. I'm like, yeah, Copper City just closed because we just got yeah. all these people. <laughs> exactly. It's, it's awesome. I don't, I don't think you should serve. I think the way you did it. I don't think he plans on serving food. <laughs> well, because like, you could probably have, like, oh, there's another side of the business that I could hit. But you're being smart by hedging that and saying I don't care about it. I'll put one out in front. I'll put a Poudre out in front. And guess what? I'll still get the same business. I think it's smart. Because a lot of people would be tempted to be like, guess what? I have this extra space. I'll open a kitchen. But you're, being, like, you're actually playing it smart and doing it the right way. Yeah. I, I have seen some breweries buy a food truck. Like, they own it. And they so they're the ones that run the food truck. You never know where the business is going to turn. There may be a day when, like, man, we're just not making money anymore, you know? Mm-hmm. And we need to do something different, you know? And if we're going to yeah. add food to it, we can't add it in this building, really. Yeah. So we could, we could do a food truck outside. You know, we, I was in um, Asheville, North Carolina. Big brewery. Big, big brewery. And sure enough, out front is a food truck that they owned. Yeah. And, you know, they did all the food for it. They had to give up any space. The food truck could pull away, go anywhere they wanted to on an off-site. So yeah. there's a lot of ideas out there, you know. It's like, yeah. I don't know, keep your ear to the ground. I mean, liking us on Facebook is, is pretty cool. And just, yeah. you know, uh, looking at our notifications, we don't post that much. Uh, but we always post the music of what's going on. Um, I'm telling you, we're a, we're a killer place for a first date. And <laughs> I'll throw that out there. Because you're going to give your date live music and good beer and probably some food they never had before out of, out of this guy called Spuds. He's awesome. I don't know. We're kind of making a cool date atmosphere, you know. Well, go ahead and plug your Facebook. Yeah, I was going to say, dude, what's, what's your, uh, your Facebook? Is it just Copper City Brewery? Copper City Brewery, yeah. Copper City Brewery. Do you guys have Instagram, Twitter, anything else? Uh, Instagram, of course. Uh, we really, you know, we're – I'm 50 years old, man. I use Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Twitter does not get used by us whatsoever. But, yeah, we, we do the Instagram uh, often enough, just put out whatever new beers are there. Um, so go, go to our webpage. You can check out what we do there. So you can always check out what beers are on tap through our webpage. And yeah, get our whole history and the whole boring deal. All right, guys, we'll um we'll link everything that he just said on um on the post when we put it up. We'll do the Facebook, we'll do the Instagram. Uh, I kind of just want to say one thing, kind of before we wrap this up, is just an overall theme that I kind of caught as this episode went on, and it's also something that he um Dan said before we started the episode when we were setting up. We were talking about like a barbecue place and a bunch of other just like ideas, and he kind of mentioned as he said throughout the podcast is everyone has these ideas. Everyone has these ideas. Excuse me. Just go out and do it. And that was like one thing he literally said. It was just we were just talking, shooting the shit. And that's kind of the theme throughout this message is go out and do something, do something different. Look for a hole in the market, something that's not there. Avoid to fill. And I mean, you can do something like this, a great business that we were lacking. And now it's obviously prospering. So I just want to leave you guys with that. RJ, you got anything else? I kind of killed it right there, huh? All right. He's thinking about starting a barbecue restaurant. Yeah. (laughs) He's quitting his job in the morning. I've been thinking about brisket ever since. 
<laughs> but um, no, we we appreciate you coming on. We really do. I appreciate you coming down here. This is, this is very cool. I, you know, any way we can get out there to, you know, like I said, I think we're kind of missing a little bit of your uh, of your genre. We're not we're not getting the, the younger people out here. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, you bring a date here and sit by a, sit in a, in a nice leather chair by the fireplace and you know talk for a few minutes before you go out. Exactly. That's the other theme. Come here. Come here for your first date. Come to Copper City Brewery for your first date. Um, As always, guys. Actually, welcome back to uh, season three. We appreciate you guys coming out. Appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully, watching. Um, If you haven't been watching, go over and check out the YouTube. The video is great. Great atmosphere. We're in the back of the brewery, and um, hope everyone has a great week. And we'll definitely talk to you guys next week. See ya. Cheers, fellas.